From WBHM News, I'm Andrew Yeager. School is back in session across Alabama, which means most kids are back to learning in a classroom inside. But some educators are advocating for a different approach. They're finding ways to take the classroom outdoors. It's part of a growing movement to teach kids in nature and help them connect with their environment. For this month's Outdoor Connections, WBHM's Mary Scott Hodgson explores the idea. A line of kids trek through the woods at Oak Mountain State Park, south of Birmingham. As they cross creeks on dirt paths, they keep an eye out for animals and poison ivy. If you fall down here, it's game over. Yep. They're participating in a week-long summer program called Gross Out Camp. Today, they're hiking to a nearby lake to go fishing. Six-year-old Skylar says she loves walking in the woods. My favorite thing about hiking is that you get to work out your legs. And I get to see the view. Gross Out Camp is one of several summer programs where kids spend most of the day outside. Verna Gates started the program 14 years ago. She says today, demand is higher than ever before. This is kids' natural habitat out here in the woods. I mean, these two of these kids have been begging all day to get in the creek. They love it. And for some kids, it's not just summer camp. They get to spend the whole year outdoors. In recent years, at least three nature preschools, or forest schools, have opened across Alabama. They operate almost entirely outside. Sarah Krim runs the Woodland Wonders Nature Preschool in Auburn. It seems like a very foreign concept, especially when we first described it to people. Like, do what? You know, like, they're just going to be outside all day? You know, like, yeah, and it's great, and it works. Krim says the program is less academically focused in a traditional sense, but students soak up knowledge from every activity. Like when the class finds a turtle, they talk about its shape and color, and they write about it. I'm a firm believer in, like, you can learn everything through the lens of science and through the lens of nature. Krim started the school in 2019. She says word spread quickly. They've since added classes and programs for older kids, but they cannot keep up with demand. Yeah, our wait list is longer than our enrollment right now. It's a similar case at Little Mountain Forest School in Huntsville, where kids learn and play at Montesano State Park. Beth Berry is one of the co-founders. She says kids and parents love the natural space. There's often tears shed going, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I want for my child. This is what childhood should look like. Fellow co-founder Sarah Calloway says the most common question is about the weather. They spend a lot of time reviewing proper clothing because students are outside, rain or shine. As a forest school parent, it's a pain in the behind to have to deal with your muddy, soaking wet kid and all the laundry and everything. But the kids love it. Those are some of the best days. You know, they don't mind one bit being wet and cold and muddy. Calloway and Barry want to expand their school, but they're limited by resources and policy restrictions. Their school doesn't have a building, which is required to be licensed as a full-time program in Alabama. So for now, they can only offer half-day classes. Callaway says many families need full-time childcare, and cost is always a barrier. One of our challenges is accessibility and equity. A lot of people are excluded, unfortunately. So we're looking at ways to rectify that, whether it's more summer camps or an after-school program or you know something to reach the kids who do spend more time indoors and sedentary. Some environmental groups are also working to fill in this gap. Latanya Scott is the education director for the Cahaba River Society, a nonprofit that offers canoe trips and stream walks to kids at any school. Scott says it's a rare experience for some. 
We have a lot of students that have never stepped foot in any kind of body of water.、Uh, I had a student that never touched a tree before. The Cahaba River Society also offers financial aid to help schools pay for the trips, but Scott says there are other roadblocks. Some kids are afraid, worried about snakes and spiders, even lions and tigers, and some school officials are concerned about safety, especially around water. Scott says safety is a number one priority. They want kids to feel confident exploring the outdoors. The sense of comfort and groundedness that you feel in nature. I feel that every student and every child, regardless of where you are from, should have that same opportunity. Someone caught a fish. Back at Grossout Camp, kids are soaking up the outdoor activities. Eight-year-old Cecilia and ten-year-old Madeline say it's a fun way to learn. Because we get to go on hikes and stuff. It's basically like a field trip, and we get to go fishing. You can't do half of the things at school that we're doing now. Nature educators say it can be difficult to explore activities like fishing or hiking in a traditional classroom, but there are easy ways to introduce kids to the outdoors in that setting. Teachers can use natural objects like rocks and leaves to teach about math and language. Another idea: keep the lesson plan the same and just move everything outside. Mary Scott Hodgen, WBHM. The story is part of our monthly series, Outdoor Connections, which features stories that explore the biodiversity of Alabama and how we depend on it. If you have an idea for your series, if you have an idea for the series, you can email Mary Scott at wbhm.org.